Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. This episode is sponsored by the Get Stronger Run a Faster 5K course. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with their dogs. On today's episode, we are continuing our event series and slightly different event today. It's an it's a events company that started just doing normal trail races and has responded to demand for Canny Cross and in doing so has sought expert help from the Canny Cross community and now has a Canny Cross championship of eight possibly more races coming up um, this season so it was interesting wasn't it Louise? It was amazing I mean I've heard of them before um, they're Cornwall based um, which I mean what more could you want? Although he hasn't, he isn't doing many coastal paths, but for lots of reasons that he'll tell you in the, that we talk about in the uh, in the podcast. But it, he's got some fantastic ideas, and I do need to go and do one of those. And I've got no excuse really, so um, you will, I will go and do one. Yeah, um, yeah it was really, events, really isn't there lots of distances yeah. up to ultra, um, and it just came across as a really inclusive welcoming community of races yeah and I just like the I like that that the fact that it was uh, the series ones are great don't get but if you're just a sort of normal canny cross runner that wants to try racing and go to different places to do it it's just a day event um I think it'll be one you know to go to go and do if you're down in Cornwall this this sort of uh autumn winter check them out but Go and listen to the episode and uh, let us know if uh, you're going to go and have a go. Hello, welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Continuing our event series, today we're joined by Dave Whelan, who's the race director of Purple Gecko Events. Hi Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Good afternoon. Thank you ever so much for having me on. Yeah, so so my name's Dave Whelan. I'm, I'm the race director of Purple Gecko Events. Um, relevant bit about me, really, a uh, bit, bit of a varied background, but I had a lot of involvement with um, sort of medical and uh, sort of rescue type things, really. X-Forces a long time ago, but um, I've been involved in course managing and safety with running a music events for like 20 odd years but but a few years ago we uh decided to start doing it ourselves fantastic and where did the name come from the name the name come from, i bought a car from a company <laughs> called what was it oh it was banana frog banana <laughs> frog cars and, and, and it just stuck with me and it was about the same time that i was thinking of starting pge uh, and so i was trying out there was two things one i was trying to think of a name which was catchy uh, and and another thing was i was trying to envisage if i had signage on a course somewhere and it had the logo on it what would be quite simple or, or distinctive to say ah yeah we go this way or it's purple gecko events this way so so that's where that came from really <laughs> very good so just tell us about um the events you run i know we're going to talk about canny cross and, and how that comes into your events but what sort of events do you normally do 
So at the moment, we, we roughly we're sort of doing about two a month, predominantly in Cornwall. Um, we have tried to get into Devon. We do do a couple in Devon, and um, always looking for for venues uh, elsewhere. But it, it is everything. You know, I don't believe in trying to be a a, a jack of all trades, but we do everything at the moment from a two and a half k front run which really came about because the smallest race we used to do was 5k but then you had parents with uh, younger children wanting to do smaller races for them so that's why we started doing that um and, and we do all the way up to ultra marathons our biggest one at the minute is a is a 57 miler wow um wow. It, it's it's all trail running i mean obviously some of them have got obviously sections of road on uh, and country lane but yeah it's two and a half k to ultra marathons at, at the moment <clears throat> fab and what made you what made you do it then are you are you an ultra runner runner or i know sorry oh, we I'm talked so about good. that earlier didn't we but 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 are you a runner i suppose is what i was uh on and off, <laughs> off. <laughs> so i have run i have run a lot in um but as i get older i find that has a tendency to be a little bit more intermittent but the the reason why i started it and got interested in it again you know i was doing uh, medical cover amongst other things and ended up doing medical cover after i'd left the army i was doing medical cover for a uh, a multi-day uh, ultra marathon and and i was genuinely i was just extremely inspired by the runners and that made me start running again post-military uh and that's what sort of spurred me on really it's watching other people uh sort of achieve things and you know it's easy sometimes to look at people and i don't know just assume they might not be able to do certain things but but i never cease to be amazed uh, at what people are capable of achieving so it's been inspired watching other runners really yeah. got me running again which then uh, got me involved with more running events as well uh, and then yeah we decided to have a go ourselves Fantastic. Yeah. so so talk to us a bit about the canny cross races that you do then yeah so so canny cross uh started just before covid uh well with us just before covid uh because we'd been asked uh by certain people would we ever consider you know doing it so so i i don't for a second you know pretend to be any sort of expert in the field but but people had asked to do it so we thought we'd had a go at it uh, and obviously we took advice from uh various sort of kind of cross clubs and organizations at the time and and to start with it was small you just had a a handful of runners doing sort of five and 10k things and, and stuff like that we did try to get a, a little canny cross series going pre-covid but obviously then then the world changed basically yeah. um so we were able to keep going to some degree in between the lockdowns in a socially distant fashion so so canny cross did carry on but I, th I think the point I'm getting to now is, um, you know, we've gone from having a, a 5K race with five you know, participants to 50, wow. uh, really. 
yeah. if you think of the the most popular races. So, I mean, obviously, it seems to be gaining momentum on a national level anyway but but certainly we're seeing down here with the canicross races we're putting on uh the numbers just keep going up and up you know it seems to be so popular <clears throat> but it's a beautiful part of the country to be canicrossing as i know <laughs> so i'm not surprised yeah. that you get a lot more people uh doing it but did you know what canicross was before you sort of before people sort of asked you about it or not before anyone told me about it, no, yeah. I, I, I must have had absolutely no idea. Uh, and then, so he, I had a chat with one organisation, and then they talked about the other things, and sort of the bike jaw, mm. I believe, and you, you can do it with a scooter and all, and all those things. But yeah. prior to that, I must admit, I was oblivious, completely oblivious. So, what what sort of things did you? have to do differently to to add canny cross into your event or, or what sort of what were the main things that you were you know that the organizations helped you with to sort of get the canny cross going so the help from the uh organizations was obviously generally how, how it worked um and then the other key things were the safety aspects for you know the runner and the dog and uh, obviously, including with that was the equipment uh, and all those sorts of things and, and what was right and what was wrong. So I had to take on board all that information. And then from our point of view, the, the differences for us were simple things like, you know, the insurance, uh, you know, to make sure all those bases were covered there. And, and then it came to and there was a, I must admit, there's quite a steep learning curve, but the the logistics of of race day um and, and that was everything from okay simple things like you know trying trying to where possible make sure where possible people don't all bring their dogs to registration because then you've got that sort of conglomerate of, of people uh, and animals um so little things like that. And obviously when it came to the start, and we had this conversation straight away, was, you know, what was obviously going to be best? Was it mass starts? Was it individual starts? And, and straight away it became apparent the individual start uh, was going to work best. Now, at the time, or shortly after we started doing this, we, we obviously started doing that for um, normal trail runners anyway time trial starts because it's the only way we could operate because of covid yeah um but yeah so we we did the individual starts which you know we we got to grips with fa fairly swiftly i think the the trickiest bit for me on that is not starting the one at a time that's just easy that's really it's it's where you're trying to hold them before <laughs> you start yeah. them because <laughs> As you know yourselves, the, the more of them you have, then the more excited they get. And, and as soon as they start, oh, my goodness. Um, but the other thing, uh, again, I learned pretty quickly was where was suitable to yeah. hold at mm. County Cross events. Um, you know, you're thinking like other members of the public, you know, dog walkers and things like this. So, as much as I'd like to have uh, County Cross on all our events, we just we just can't on some of them, you know, mm -hmm. because, for example, running through a town, 
you know it, it's just a, a crowded town you know springtime perhaps or something like that you we just couldn't do it you know it'd be a recipe for disaster but yeah so there's a lot of things to sort of think about and um yeah we've we've been tweaking that uh, as we go but yes it's been uh, it's been a steep learning curve yeah <laughs> and you talk only yourself or not no <laughs> no, <laughs> no i can't I did used to be at a beautiful border collie, at a beautiful border collie. But no, no, no dogs, just a couple of sinister cats roaming around the house now. Um, but but the, uh, the 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 catty cross is something else. That's something for next year, perhaps. But no, no dogs at home. It's not April the 1st, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so how many catty cross races have you got currently? Are they... Are they part of your normal races or how how does that work? So do you have a, a normal race that you allow canny cross entries to or are they specific to canny cross? Um, um, just getting my facts right a second. So all the races where we have canny cross uh, are, are not standalone canny cross. They, they have a canny cross category on the yeah. event. Okay. Um, so the schedule for next year, for example, which is – at the moment, it's pretty identical to this year, is 8, 9, 10, 11, about 12 events with Canicross categories on it. Uh, eight of those are have a 5 and a 10K category. Yeah. And then the other four are combinations of, you know, 15 mile, 12 mile, 5 mile, 10 mile, things like that. Yeah. I, and, and we've also got a 30 in there as well. So, yeah, the, the plan for 2024, well, actually, the Canny Cross season, uh, 2023, 2024, has eight, five, and 10K races on it. Uh, but also within that, there is one, two. Yeah, I'm just going to repeat myself. Actually, there is four other races as well. Yeah. So 12 races in the Canny Cross season. Yeah. So do you, sorry, do you start the Canny Cross first before you let the other runners go? Do you put the dogs at the yes. front? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Actually, um, I, I tried it the other way as well. And, and I think the reason why I tried it the other way initially is it, it seemed the, the initial interest with Canicross wasn't anyone necessarily going for gold. Yeah. So so it seemed to make more sense to have all the, you know, the trail runners it, – fly off into the distance and have the handful of people who wanted a nice run out with the dog to go at the back. That that definitely seemed to make more sense. But then as the interest grew and we had more, we had a few more serious uh, canny cross runners get involved, it became apparent that I definitely needed to do it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. um, so now, yeah, always now, uh, you know, we I let the canny cross go first you know, I, of course, you've still got people who are just going for a gentle jog out, uh, and yeah, and and we pride ourselves on trying to make sure, you know, as much as possible, there's no cutoffs and it's it's uh, inclusive. So quite happy with that, and it doesn't matter if it, you know a trail runner you know overtakes some or anything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, the canny cross always go first. And do the trail runners like mind sort of the dogs? Are they because you know you get this thing about runners? You get to see a lot, don't you, with runners out running, normal runners, or runners without dogs, and you know, have been attacked by dogs, or you know, just the sort of interactions. Sometimes, has there been any problems with that? If if a 
trail runners I, overtook a I haven't had no I haven't had anything I think the only thing I've ever had one uh was um on a kind cross event where there was someone else on the trail because obviously a lot of the trails are still open to the public yeah uh, they're just done at times where it's quiet and things like this um it was uh there was someone with loose dogs who, yeah. who then got involved with a county cross uh, participant uh, and their their four-legged friend um but no i haven't had something i'm sure there's mutterings in the background but uh sometimes but no i, I haven't had any adverse incidents or, or anything at all really that's good to hear isn't it it's yeah. really good to hear. no i think it's brilliant how inclusive you are for everybody i think that's great so tell us a little bit about the courses what are they like they're obviously on trail yeah, so what's the, what's the terrain like i know cornwall's generally hilly isn't it louise yes it is <laughs> For the most part, you've got to go up and down yeah. at some point. Although saying that, we have got one in November, which is along the Camel Trail. I was going to say, is that um, November? Yeah. Yeah, which which is flat. It is as flat as you're going to get it down here. Uh, and so some people try and go for PBs on that. But otherwise, it is it is trail. Um, so let, let me think about the venues. Well, you've got places like Sibbyback Lake, which is trail but it's pretty flat around a lake. You've got Cardinom, as we are at this That's Saturday. Hilly. Yeah. That hilly. There's, I've run that. <laughs> there's definitely some elevation there. Uh, Tahiti, we throw a, a few hills in there. We've got uh, Scoria House, which it's got a few hills in it. Places like Holden Forest uh, near Exeter, which is, is has got some elevation on it as well. So, so generally speaking, the vast majority of them are hilly mm. um, and predominantly trail. Um, you know, we are trying to. What we haven't really got is one with it with a coast path on it. As such. I was say, were there any coast paths? Yeah, and and it's sort of been deliberate in the sense that the ones are sort of well, you, they, all right. The exception is the fairy tale of Newquay, which is the you've got a fifteen mile and a thirty mile in, in December. That that is coast path, but the other sort of more sort of generally friendly five k, ten k, all those sorts of things. I haven't got any kind of cross on the coast path because of the narrowness of the path and. and you know, I, I've never been someone, really, although I've got a background in safety and, a, and I've been a safety officer for things. You know, I, th I always thought you had to get the balance right. And I don't believe in wrapping people up in cotton wool. You know, life is to be experienced. But, um, you know, when I've looked at some of those coast paths, the narrow sections with a cliff on one side, and, and I think, okay, so if someone's, you know, going hell for leather with their animal and runs onto someone who doesn't really know what to do, um, I know I'm waffling on a little bit now, but oh. the, the, <laughs> but I am trying to find a a new sort of coast path venue. That's the plan for next year, really. It's where interesting. We can have like it's yeah, yeah five or ten k difference. I was going to say Go on, no. I was going to say because I'm walking the southwest coast path at the moment, and I obviously know. So I've I've walked through Newquay and things like that. So that that I think uh -huh. that was a bit narrow. There's a really nice bit from Padstow um along uh to sort of harlan and constantine and all that that is quite nice it's quite wide isn't it rather than 
the narrowness of some of the paths because there's so much erosion now, isn't there? That some of it is yeah. scary, just canny hiking, I tell you. Oh, yeah, just walking along some of it, you know. But so the Padstow to sort of Harlan section, I have looked at it and we're trying to do something with it. You know, yeah. we're actually trying to do something there at the moment so but the, the other coast path one at the moment is harlin to nuki or, nice. or nuki to harlin return which again you you've got the odd section where you've got to watch where you put your feet but it's certainly not like some of them no uh, so, so it's a combination of private estates uh forestry england sites council woodlands you know that's where the majority of them are at the moment and it's nice because there's a lot of variation there more so than maybe some of the other places that we race at. So that's really nice. Just tell and me do again. I see, sorry, do I see that some of your races are uh, evening ones? Do you? It says requires a head yes. on some of them. So that's something. Yeah, yeah, night running. Well. Yeah, twilight yeah. run. So uh, same with the one this Saturday, the five and the ten miler. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's black as out there and it's head torch required yeah definitely so what do we do one two we do about four of those a year yeah. three or four of those a year yeah. that sounds exciting yeah yeah it's good it's, they enjoy it they do they do enjoy it yeah i quite like those people can't see a, a, how how a breath you are on those as well you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> i think you run better at night as well i agree because you yeah. can't see where you're putting your feet so you have to run properly yeah especially when yeah, you're yeah, yeah. crossing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's always good. Sorry, going back to the ultras you do, do you let Kenny Crossers do ultras as well? Yeah, so at the moment, um, what we've got, we've got the, uh, a 15 miler, but we have a 30 miler, which which we did for the first time last year. Um, that's, that's and good. off the top of my yeah, I, th I think we had maybe had around about 10 entries on that, I think, but that was the first time we did it. Uh, I mean, 10 um, cross going for yeah, the yeah. ultra. So, uh, I mean, that event generally looks like it's growing. So hopefully, uh, you know, the, the, the cross numbers will go up on that. Um, the other ultras at the minute that we do, it's either coast paths or involves the town. Yeah. So it's, it's again, it's not the easiest sort of thing to get County Cross involved. But but the aim for next year was try and get a new 10k and also a new a new ultra. That that's what we're trying to find. And, and you know, the aim is to try and get one where County Cross can get involved in both of them. Yeah. Now that uh, why I was talking or sort of asked you about the ultra was because um, on the episode the County Ultra um, that we mm -hmm. just published with. Um, johnny fletcher in wales yeah. he does a canny ultra he does it just a year yeah. once a year and it is really really popular so i That's think right. if people people start to hear or listen to this i think you might get a few more people down there excellent <laughs> so what's Lovely. the current yeah. canny cross ultra event that you offer what's the name of that one fairy tale of nuki right um and it's a 30 mile out and back from nuki mm -hmm. so we start on Porth Beach and we basically run on the along the coast path to Harlin, turn nice. around and come back. Yeah. Okay. So it's a 30 miler. It's not as beautiful along there. Sorry, I could go along and back Cornwall all the time, but it is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was if not, I mean last year as well, the, the ground was all icy and, and everything when we started and every it's all festive, so everyone's you know got their bubble hats on or, or their leggings and all that sort of stuff. 
and we had a little trinket, a little festive trinket for them to pick up at each feed station. We had three feed stations along the way. Uh, but yeah, that was nice last year. Mind you, on the way back, the ice had turned to mud, so most of them were like slipping and sliding everywhere. But but yeah, it went down well. <laughs> went down well. It's not canny cross if it's not muddy. No. <laughs> so you um so you don't do a series? Do you do a series? You don't do a canny cross series or anything? Uh, so like over the season, do they, they just come on and they get medals for or placed for that race that you do? No, no, we've launched a, a series for this coming canny cross season. So we we hadn't for the last, you know, since COVID started, we hadn't had any series running, just standalone canny cross events um, or, or events for the canny cross category. But we've reintroduced the series. Um, so we have a canny cross 5 and 10K series running through the 2024, uh, sorry, 2023-2024 season. So that's eight events. The top uh, 10 male and female runners on, on each event earn sort of championship series points. Uh, there's no obligation for runners to attend every stage. So they don't have to attend eight stages. And the reason why I've done that, I thought, to be honest, it's a little bit unrealistic to try and you know get people to attend every single stage you know the, the numbers that are able to do that will be minimal yeah. so there's there's 10 points up for grabs for each male and female in each distance in each stage and um at the end the final stage in where is it i've got it up here in april which is back at cardinal in april 2024 We'll have someone crowned a male and female series champion and then a second and a third place for each as well. So, yeah, that, that's new again this year. So you say you don't need them to do the eighth, but do, you, do they do they have to do a certain amount, like six or five or something, to, to be in with a shout of, you know, being in the championship? Uh, no, we, we haven't got, I mean, you know, it's, it's the first one, so trial and error. One of our other series, which isn't County Cross, it's only got four stages on it, and we do stipulate they have to attend every stage. But no, for this year, for eight, we've said we've no minimum requirement. We're just going to see what the turnout is for this first year and see how well received it is. Oh, well, that sounds potentially exciting then. If yeah, if somebody can get along to to some of them and it give go on. Sorry, no, I was going to say, do you get quite a lot of canny cross tourism coming down? Just thinking about myself, you know. <laughs> I tell you what we we have had where we had I think we had we had Scotland for the fairy tale last year was from was it Dundee or, or somewhere right. like that yeah. we've had I think we've had a couple from the Midlands area but where we definitely have seen uh, people coming from in the last few months have been Somerset yeah. uh, and those sort of places and Bournemouth and Western Supermare and uh, and places like that so yes we do. Yes, yes, we do have more people coming down than we did ever before. Brilliant. That sounds, um, that's like I'm going to have to come and do one, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I've got no excuse, really. <laughs> well, that's good that there's potential for a podium over the series then. So do individuals get medals for individual races as well? What do you offer there? Yeah, so uh, all competitors get a uh, a medal. 
uh, on each stage, then we have awards for the top finishers as well. Okay. Uh, we're looking at, we haven't decided on exactly what we're doing yet, but we're, we're getting something for the, I, I mean, uh, I, I know how important it is, you know, when, when I list all the, the results on an event report, yeah, I, I make a point because you have to register with your dog's name as well. You have to put your name in. So it's not just sort of, you know, uh, Trudy finishing second place. It's Trudy and, 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 and you know, Pascal or whoever it yeah. may be. So I always make sure all the, you know, they get all their accolades in the sort of event report. But what we are doing for this year is some sort of little item for uh, the four legged aspect uh, and whether that's just a pin badge or, or something for their or their harness or something that's what we're working oh. on i mean normally obviously when we come to the race photographs what i find most of the time is the human puts the medal around their companion's neck and that's who gets the photograph isn't it but yeah for the series we're going to have something for them as well do you know, I love that idea. Just, I just flash back to when I was a kid, you know, and you had, I used to have a hat, a sun hat with lots of badges yeah. on. And now I can just see a, a dog's harness with all these badges on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> so do you offer race photography as well? You just mentioned that there. Is that included? Is that kind of an extra? I uh, know it's included. Yeah, uh, so at the moment, uh, on all our races, we have free race photography. Um, and all I'll do is, well, there's, there's two aspects of photography. There's the official race photography, which then gets uploaded um, normally within 12 hours or so. Uh, and people are welcome to download you know, and share their image. We just ask them to hashtag us and the photographer when we do. But we also uh, have staff photographs and finished photographs as well. So the race photographer is normally getting registration. And then the action shots of people being dragged into the bushes on the trail and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but then from the uh, event team point of view, we'll get finish line photos and other things as well. So there, there's basically two photo albums normally after every event, that, which go up. Uh, and that's all free. That's all part of the, the event. Fantastic. Oh, lovely. And what do you do to make your event sustainable? Because obviously there's so much about uh climate change and everything at the moment so uh, what sort of things is you as a a company doing doing about that yeah i mean there's a couple of things one uh we've we've made that well in the last few months we've made all the events coupless um because the amount of waste that that was generating you know with all the water points and everything like that so now we stipulate um runners need to come if, if they want to use a water point which they, they might not for a 5k but runners need to come with either a collapsible cup or they're coming with their own bottle or something like that that's reduced a phenomenal amount of waste there the medals we are starting to use see this is breaking news because no one knows this yet there is one medal, there is one event coming up where we're using wooden medals for the first time. Um, and and so, you know, it, it's obviously trying to get the balance right. 
uh, you know, for all the different aspects there. But in November, we have got our first wooden medal coming out. So we're going to see how well that goes down. Mm. Um, the bibs, we're working with the people who produce our bibs to make sure they're recyclable material as well. And also where possible, we're encouraging car sharing and things like that. You know, anything we can do really along those lines. That's, uh, no, that's good to hear. And what about marking the course out? Do you do anything on, on that or...? from uh where we reuse you mean from a recycling point of yeah, view? yeah yeah where possible we re reuse all the zip ties so we try and minimize the amount of wastes we got with that so uh, the the signage isn't disposable signage at all it's stuff we've had well that signage we've had for three or four years now so uh, for example on, on this saturday we'll go and mark the course with a combination of pins and signs which are, are fixed the signs are fixed to the pins with zip ties as soon as the last person's crossed the finish line, we'll go out and gather all that up as well. So everything's collected. There's no wastage. And where possible, we'll reuse those zip ties as well. Well, thank you, Dave. So just to finish up then, I mean, do, do you want to tell mm -hmm. us why people should come to your event and what makes it so special? Honestly, what I think it has really helped us and, and we receive a lot of feedback on and something we're immensely proud of and and it isn't a strap line, you know, it's is it's is the genuine truth, is being as inclusive as possible and welcoming all. And I remember, you know, it, we put our first trail running event on at Cardinom in 2019. And, and and a lot of things have changed since then, as as we all know. But um I remember always people sort of saying to us, some of our fans at the time, just saying, look, don't ever change. You know, whether you get bigger or not, just make sure you you keep it as personal as you have done. And that that's what we do. I, I mean, I mean, I don't do registration. I'm normally out there dealing with the issues and the logistics on the course. But my, my partner, she's the one that runs registration I, and she knows everyone. She recognizes everyone. She knows the name. So you've got that personal thing straight away. But we, you know, we do try to make it personal um yeah i try as much as possible to to cater for everyone's needs we we do have a few runs where they have got a cutoff time that's normally from uh you know a, a safety point of view you know i mean one of the cutoff times is 14 and a half hours you know they, they're quite they're quite generous yeah but for the most part uh, certainly all, the, all those races on the canicross series it, it really doesn't matter to us how long it takes you to finish. I don't want to be there the next day, but but you know, as long as you cross the finish line, and and genuinely, what gives me immense pleasure is, and again, I really honestly mean this, is when you see someone cross the finish line, and you see they've never done anything like that in their life before, or it's the first time they've done it for thirty years, and you see how much that means to them. And, and, and we love it we genuinely do love it um and I, we take the time after the event to sort of compile an event report and sort of try and mention as everyone as we can uh, and you know it included the four-legged uh, friends and everything like that but it, it's trying to make it personal trying to make it inclusive we want things to be challenging for people as well at times like the event oh, this weekend isn't for the faint-hearted at all but but it's being inclusive yeah that's what we try try and do 
I think that's amazing. And I also think one thing that you've missed out, as it's in the fantastic county of Cornwall and potentially Devon. So uh, I think, you know, oh, there is that. There is as well. There is that. Forget that. I did forget. <laughs> there you go. Yes, thank I did you. it for you. I did it for you. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, David, for your time. I do need to come and do one. I will do. Um, I do. Just let us know. Me. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah, no, I will come down and do one. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, if anyone's listening and they fancy giving it a go, where can people find you on social? So, yeah, I mean, we've got the website, of course, purplegeckoevents.co.uk. But other than that, well, you'll find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the new one. I can't even remember what it is. Uh, and also, <laughs> also, I have it on good authority. We will have a, um, what's the other one? A camera soon. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Apparently, that is the way to go. That is the way to go. But yeah, I mean, uh, certainly uh, the website and and the, the Facebook page has every single event on it, and everything's updated every day as well. So it's all Brilliant. out there for them. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, and yeah, let us know if you're going to give this one a go because um, Cornwall's beautiful. <laughs> so thank you so say. much. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. Bye then. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5k time and keep up with the dogs. And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.